Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Rathpeakin Rambler podcast. Here I go again, making another podcast of a Monday. want to say a big, big, big thank you to Dolly Parton for sending that in, uh, remixing her hit song, um, Here I Go Again, for the podcast. So thank you, Dolly. Big, big fan of the show, and I'm a big fan of your work. Thanks for writing in. So welcome to another week. Welcome to another episode. Last week's episode we had um, the Battle Royale round of 16 in the quarterfinal. We're going to get to the semifinal and the final at the end of this episode. Um, We're going to talk about Adam Sandler and his best movie ever picked by me. Biased, obviously. I'm going to go through your picks as well. I got a few uh, messages, a few comments uh, on Instagram and Facebook about that, so we'll go through that. But first of all, guys, um, don't know if you heard the news from me sharing it all over the interwebs over the weekend and uh, today and this week and next week and until the end of time. But you are listening to Cork Port Key and Dalton. Cork Port Key and Dalton here. Hi, Cork Port Key and Dalton here. How are you doing? How how can I help you? Here for all your port needs, Cork Port. My poem was published in the Irish Examiner online. Um, insights and what home means to you. They have a thing every, not every week, but when people um, submit stuff, sometimes it gets published about um, what home means to you, people's essays, and it's all personal essays. I emailed last week and just said, look, I know it's a poem, but if it's not successful, I'll submit an essay. And what I was going to do was I was going to just put put the poem up on the blog if it wasn't successful. So I was going to get put out there anyways. But I was so delighted. I'm very proud of myself uh, that the the poem was published in the online mag- on the, the online portion of the Irish Examiner. Um, you know, I just wrote the poem a couple of weeks ago, just about home. How home is like, you know, home is where the heart is, but especially in modern times your heart is all over the world you know everyone travels now you know all my friends in america people i've met through studying abroad and living abroad and just people you meet anyways and they have so many lives you know different lives because they've lived in different places like your heart is all over the world it's not just at home anymore but home is the place where you go home and it's different, you know, it, it's familiar, you recharge your batteries, you go home and, you know, things are the same, you know, if you're lucky, your parents are asking you, are you okay, They're all, it's almost like you're still a child, is everyone being nice to you in work, uh, how's your car going, I'm very lucky, I know other people aren't as lucky as that, but if, you know, wherever you find home, where whether that's where you are now, or where the, whether it's where you grew up, you know, it's where you go to recharge your batteries and stuff. So I'm absolutely delighted that that was, um, you know, print or uploaded online. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm very proud of myself when I saw Cork Port Key and Dalton. Before I thought of all the comedic possibilities of that, and the fact that that's going to be at the start of every fucking podcast from now until the end of time. Cork Port Key and Dalton here, uh, sponsoring the Rapican Rambler. Um, you know, I was just very proud because I've been given this a good, you know, the last six months I've been writing more and more bar like February, but sure, February only has 28 days, guys. What do you expect me to do? There's not enough time. There's not enough time. Um, 
but I've been giving this a really, really good go for the last six months and doing my own writing as well. And, you know, it's it's been great. Um, so, like, the views have been high enough for the second month in a row now. Um, and I'm just really thankful. Just want to say thanks to everyone for liking, sharing, subscribing, you know, listening to the podcast, reading reading my uh, blog posts, my movie reviews, uh, my, you know, Friday reflections, the mental health blogs and stuff. Um, so thanks to all and people who listen to this and listen to me talk shit and have a bit of a laugh um, once a week or twice a week sometimes. Thanks very much. Um, if you want to read the poem, it's on the irishexaminer.ie and you just look for personal insights and submissions. It's in that uh, section. It's also all over my Facebook page, The Rat Peak and Rambler. It's all over my Twitter. It's all over my Instagram. And I'll be sharing it probably once a week from now until the end of time. So thank you so much. Um, just really, really delighted with that. I know I've been rambling about it for a minute, but that's really, you know, it's it's. I know it's only online. But I'm delighted because it's you know it's a it's a indication of how my writing has come on, and you know I just I'm really happy with it. But that's not why we're here today. We're here today to discuss one of the comedy greats. And before we get into it, let's listen to that intro from Rusty Gray. Rusty Gray coming out of Queens, New York, everybody. Okay, Rusty Gray with these fantastic intros. Go check out his Facebook page. And his YouTube page. He's an absolute lyrical genius. Check him out. I done seen all of these movies. I done read reviews. But all these other critics leave me less amused. I still need opinions. I'm just messing, dude. But it's gotta come from the projection room. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Rusty Gray. Right. Let's get right into it now, guys. We're here to discuss a comedy legend. One... You know, probably the funniest man on, you know, God's green earth. One of them anyways, but I would put him above Will Ferrell, definitely. I think this guy, Adam Sandler, is just the comedic genius of our times. Um, Not anymore, obviously. I mean, some of his most recent comedies have been very miss. um, Not hit and miss, very miss, unfortunately. But he used to be. Once upon a time, you know, he was from like maybe the mid early 90s when he was in Saturday Night Live to like mid to late 2000s. He was just any movie he was in was a hit. And um, me and my brothers still watch those early movies and some of his the ones from the early uh, 2010s. We'd still watch some of them as well. But Adam Sandler from like when he was from Billy Madison definitely when he was in Saturday Night Saturday Night Live yes but Billy Madison in '95 all the way to like I think Click was 2006 for like that 10 and 11 year period he was absolutely hilarious like he was just I think every movie was a hit maybe Little Nicky wasn't as you know universally praised as the rest of them but I remember me and the lads in Blair and he used to watch. Uh, like little Nicky and t- talk about that movie and like that's hilarious too. Like he, it's very childish humor, but it wor- that was what <laughs> that's what we still love. It's fucking hilarious. Like um, and the reason I put him above Will Smith is because Adam Sandler or Will Ferrell even, 
um, because Adam Sandler's acting, he's he, he's very like he allows himself to kind of laugh in the roles, and you know it's mo- it's a bit more real that way. Whereas Will Ferrell, although I f- I think Will Ferrell is there, he's too. You can probably see which movies I like to watch sometimes. Um, he you know he's almost too straight, too you know the serious character. Whereas Sandler will be laughing away, and you're like, huh, that's kind of funny, Adam. I get you. I get it. I get the get the humor." But um, so earlier in the week, I put out, um, or last week, I put out um, a thing on Instagram just saying, what's your favorite Adam Sandler movie? You know, it could have been any of the ones I put up or it could have been um, your personal favorite or whichever one you thought was the best. And I am going to tell you which one I preferred, which is my favorite movie. Um, And I don't think anybody, I think I told my cousin about it, but I'm not going to tell or nobody would guess it. Nobody would guess what my favorite Adam Sandler movie is because it's kind of recent. It's only since I watched it when it came out first um, and then watched it again recently on Amazon Prime that I was like, okay, this movie is definitely my favorite Adam Sandler movie. But before I go into that, we're going to talk about a few of the picks that you guys gave me. Um, so I put up a post on Facebook put up the stories on Instagram and thanks to those who replied and thanks to those who liked and shared and stuff. So, um, you know, let's go through. So we had, we had a couple of votes for Billy Madison. Billy Madison is, um, was kind of the first solo Adam Sandler movie that he, you know, was his project. And, it's just madcap comedy. It's outrageous. It's Adam Sandler plays this guy who is um, who failed high school, failed out of high school, but his dad is rich and lives in a mansion. And you know, his dad was able to, you know, was able to just support him. And when the dad decides to retire, it's between um, Adam Sandler's character Billy or um, this other guy to take over, and Billy decides he's going to go back to high school and you know, get his uh, his degree, get his GED, and so he can take over the company. And it's him going from kindergarten all the way to um all the way to senior year. And it's just hilarious. It's him getting on with the, the young kids and then him trying to go out with his I think it's his third grade teacher. Um and then going through high school and not being the cool kid anymore, being the being the loser. Billy Madison is absolutely crazy. Um and it's it's just so funny as well. Like Adam Sandler is brilliant in it. Um and like from going from Saturday Night Live where he's doing live kind of comedy and he's breaking in nearly every single sketch and then to go to this where he's just allowed to be so crazy. Like it's almost like he's a bit um you know, he's how do you say this without Coming off as an absolute prick, Ian. Um, don't want to get cancelled. Um, he he's obviously not a smart guy. You know what? He's drug addict. He's a drug addled brain. He's just drinking all the time as well, and that's why he's just acting so, you know, stupid and stuff. But he is so so funny. If you got one or two votes for that, but I wouldn't. You know what? That's a very good comedy. I could that couldn't be um you know that couldn't be 
the best Adam Sandler movie though because it's just comedy there's no real heartwarming like for for to be like a great movie you need a few different things you need like great performance yeah grand but it's like it's just comedy you need like heartwarming stuff and you don't you know you don't really get all of that in Billy Madison it's all laced with jokes and stuff um we definitely got a few votes for Happy Gilmore um that was definitely my favorite Adam Sandler movie for for years up until it was replaced um Happy Gilmore is just so so such a good movie um I do remember like we always used to when we go used to go to the driving range me and the lads in Blarney when we were like 14 15 um we used to try the Adam Sand the Happy Gilmore swing and absolutely lamp the ball up into the fucking shade roof um we actually we didn't go back I didn't go back for years actually we used to sneak up through the Gaw Woods not the Gaw Woods the Waterloo Woods and go to the top of the driving range <laughs> and um you know hit hit golf balls back with our hurls back down towards the golfers <laughs> and I remember we ran and as we came back up onto like um the the main road in Blarney just beyond um, the BFS some guy was like in a jeep like saying hey hey and we fucking sprinted it was hilarious but anyways um so that's not my favorite Adam Sandler movie because of the trauma associated with being banned from the Blarney um, dr- driving range um, for years. Um, we got no 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 votes for The Wedding Singer, but, you know, that's probably the first one where he played, like, a kind of a normal character down on his luck. Happy Gilmore, yeah, down on his luck. Billy Madison, down on his luck. But more comedies, whereas The Wedding Singer, it's, it's more of a rom-com with Drew Barrymore, and that's the first one with Drew Barrymore. And their acting chemistry, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, just so, so good. Like, you actually would believe that they were together in real life. Like, they're just so good together. Um, Got no votes for that. Got, do you know what? Got no votes for the water boy. Unless I'm, unless I'm just after remembering that wrong. Maybe we got one or two, but I don't think we got any votes for the water boy. And I think that's the funniest Adam Sandler movie by far um like the all the lines coming out of that all the like um who was it henry winkler um adam sandler um like the the performances in that um veronica you're one who plays veronica like they're i don't know how that didn't get more votes because that is definitely in my opinion the funniest adam sandler movie um, I know, like, you know, maybe that wouldn't fly today because he's playing a a kid with possible, you know, mental disabilities. I don't think that social disabilities is the right word. But, like, the cast, Kathy Bates in there as well. All the usual, like, fellas in there, like, uh, Rob Schneider's in there as well. Like, obviously, he's in all of the Adam Sandler movies. But I think that's the funniest one, but maybe it's because... He's playing a character with um, apparent disabilities. Maybe that's why people don't view it as fondly as they view the other ones. But just uh, that's the one I would always throw on and just be absolutely mesmerized by how funny it is. Like, um, but got no votes for the waterway. Isn't that mad? No. Um, got one or two votes for Big Daddy. That you know that that's a good one. Um, nineteen ninety nine. 
you know, that period there between Billy Madison, Billy Madison, 95, Happy Gilmore, 96, The Wedding Singer, 97, The Waterboy, 98, Big Daddy, 99, like, that's a movie a year on average, like, that's fucking unbelievable. And they're all hits, like, you know, they're all still watched today, like Big Daddy was on um, Film 4 there a couple of, a couple of um, weeks or months ago, and, like, just just so, so funny. Um, but, again, you know, that's one, I wouldn't be my favourite one. Little Nicky is a kind of a one that we watched when we were, like, teenagers, me and a few of the lads, and, you know... That was funny, but that was just kind of, you know, there was so much weird stuff in that, like the the demon with the tits on top of his head. <laughs> um, got no votes for that. Got no votes for Mr. Deeds. I was very I kind of disappointed with that, no, because um, Mr. Deeds is another one where he's kind of like just a nice character. And it's one that you'd believe, you know. Um, he's, you know, an, another guy who comes into money. But he's not the drunk fucking Egypt that Billy Madison is. He's long full of deeds. He's just the nice, the nice character who didn't come from money where he was from in the small town. Then he comes to New York and he has all this money now and he's trying to give it away even like or just trying to get on with guys, you know. Um, but got no votes for that. Got one vote for anger management. Was my favorite one for a time as well. I had the DVD. Um, Jack Nicholson and that is fantastic. Um, Marissa Tomei, absolutely love Marissa Tomei. How is she fifty three? Is she fifty five or something? Like she's an absolute babe still. Like, um, but anger management was definitely one. Fifty first dates. Um, that holds a special place in my heart. Um, because I don't know where I got. I might have got the DVD in America, but I had got the DVD. But it was uh, or maybe I actually I bought it one of the car boot sales on Blarney. It's a and it would, I only had like five turns to play it on the on the, on the the computer, the PC, because it was like an American disc or something, wherever I had, whoever had given it to the car boot sale lady, or whoever, it was she probably, or he, or I can't remember who was, you know, downloaded onto the, the disc, but it was American. So every time I would put it into the PC, it would come up as like, you want to change this? The thing, you only have five chances to change this and then you will never be able to play this again. I was like, I don't want to change the whole PC to only American discs because, you know, I'm in Ireland. Like, what are the chances I'm going to buy more American discs in Ireland? And, you know, maybe the... Or was it England? I can't remember now, but I suppose I probably would have been able to change it back eventually. Like, but... 51st Dates, fantastic. Sean Astin's in there, Dan Aykroyd. Um, or is that, yeah, Dan, I think Dan Aykroyd's in that. Um, and Barrymore again. Fucking unreal, like, you know. Um, just the chemistry those two have is fantastic. And it's only when I went back and watched all these, not that I watched them, like, in the last week, you know, thinking about this, um, you know, thinking about this podcast. I've seen them so many times that I just remember the plots anyways. But it's so funny, like, and I've it's only been since I've been like going on IMDb a lot more that you see like Adam Sandler's wife is in every single, nearly every single one of these movies. Um, his kids in the later ones. Um, his nephew is in a lot of them as well. His nephew is is not a good actor, by the way. Um, no offense to him, 
I know he's a big fan of the podcast, but, you know, if your real friends got to talk real shit, isn't that right, Adam Sandler's nephew? Can't remember your name right now. But his wife is in this. His wife is in a lot of the movies. Um, 50 First Dates would have been up there for me, and that got one or two votes as well. Um, the Longest Yard got a vote. Um, you know, I can't, every time I see a new movie on this list, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was my favorite one for a while. Longest Yard and Click were, so, you know, not my favorite movies. None of these were like my favorite movie, my favorite Adam Sandler. They're all like great comedies that you just watch over and over again. Click is actually one that packs an emotional punch. And I hope I haven't lost like 50 or 60% of the listeners now in this. Like, you know, um, we're 20 minutes in. And I've been just going over the movies, gotten a few votes for different ones. But, you know, I know we've all seen these, but not many votes for each one. Everyone has a different one so far, you know. Um and I think that's because they're all so good, and they're they're all it it almost depends on when you've watched them, you know. Like Fifty First Dates, I watched that in the PC three or four times before I couldn't watch it again. I've seen it, you know, two or three times since as well. The Longest Jar, we have that in DVD. We watched that the odd time, you know. Um, Mr. Deeds, we have that in DVD. We've all of these in DVD, or we all see them on Film Four or Sky Movies. The odd time, they're all just really good comedies feel good comedies you know like none of adam sandler's comedies are end like on a bad note obviously because they're comedies now i know like punch drunk love is a romantic comedy that he's very very good in spanglish is another one um and i know i haven't seen uncut gems i am going to be honest with you i got two votes for that or i got three votes for that actually so that was people's favorite like out of the people who voted but I haven't seen it. I watched 40, 45 minutes of it and it just filled me with anxiety. And that day I did not need to be filled with anxiety. So I'm going to have to watch it this week and come back again and see if that's my new favorite. But, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, so look, that That's My Boy is not my favorite, but that is another one that is... Um, that's actually that's grown on me when i first watched it i remember my brothers had watched it like twice already and they were like oh we'll watch this it's kind of funny and i was like nah this looks like shit but it's actually hilarious like adam sandler plays danny who a boston the boston accent is so funny as well when he's doing it um but that's one that's grown on me and it's just adam sandler it's almost like an infectious joy in his in his work and like he has all his he has all of his um, family members in here, you know, like even um, there was a new movie out there, The New Missy or The um, the Wrong Missy with David Spade on Netflix there. I was going to review it, but it was so bad that I didn't bother. Um, and Adam Sandler's wife is one of the main characters in it. So it's it's good to see like he gives he gives his friends and his family work and they, you know, return the favor to his family. Um you know, he's had some clangers there recently, like the Ridiculous Six, I didn't think was good. The Do-Over, didn't really enjoy. Sandy Wexler, Sandy Wexler was okay. The Meyerowitz Stories, that was a more, that was a serious, that was kind of a drama. That was good. The Week Of, did not pass a half an hour on that, I don't think. Murder Mystery was, yeah, it was alright. And Uncut Gems, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to watch. And he's done the Hotel Transylvania for the kids and stuff. But... My favorite movie, and I'm after turning my youngest brother onto this as well, is the 2014 comedy Blended with Drew Barrymore. Yes, you might have picked up on that earlier, guys. 
when I said Barrymore and Adam Sandler were just so good together. Blended, 2014. It is on Amazon Prime. It is um, Amazon Prime. You can sign up for like a month free or two weeks free or something. So if you want to do that and then get off it. Um, But it's like, so basically Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore are two single parents and they go on a blind date. It doesn't end well. But they have a common connection in um, Drew Barrymore's work um, colleagues, husband or lover, and they end up going on the same all expenses paid um, holiday to Africa. But it turns out it's a lover's holiday, so they've assumed the identity of um, the work colleague and the the lover, and they go separately. But they end up having to stay together. And it's just so so funny. Um, it's it went back to like Adam Sandler just ripping the piss out of his his co-star, but Drew Barrymore's character has a lot more leeway in this, and she's ripping the piss out of him as well. Um, you have Kevin Nealon in there um, is reprising reprising his role, not reprising his role. He's a different role, but if you remember um, in Happy Gilmore when he's paired up with this guy at the start and he's talking in like metaphors and stuff. He's like, see the ball, feel the ball, go with the ball, all this shit. He's in this as well and does the same thing. Terry Crews is so, so funny as, um, you know, he's like almost the island entertainment. Uh, he's brilliant. Um, who else is in that? Um, Shaquille O'Neal is in, is in Blended as well. There's just so many funny side characters. Um and it's it's it is a bit long it's about what what was it again it's almost two hours and like it's a bit much for a comedy but it actually you don't even feel it passing and i i guarantee you just go watch it let me know what you think now i'm not confident that a lot of people are like oh yeah that's actually my favorite because everyone has a different favorite but i just think i can't remember where i watched it first but I watched it again there a couple of weeks ago and I was just had such a great time watching it. You know, that's the thing. I might go back and watch Happy Gilmore again and be like, oh no, that's my favourite. But as of now, Blended is my favourite Adam Sandler comedy, movie, whatever. You know, can't really, I'm not never going to rank them because I think they're all nearly as good as each other. You know, I must watch Uncut Gems. That was a very good movie, the bit I watched, but I was just too too anxious watching it, guys. Too anxious watching it. So, let me know what you think. You know, if you disagree strongly, get in touch. Say, what the fuck was that? What are you talking about? You just spend 20 minutes talking shit. You should be like, I do it every fucking week, you know? Um, But please, please get in touch. Let me know what you think about Adam Sandler and his movies. Do you have any specific rankings and... Please go watch Blended. It's on Amazon Prime. It's, you know, fantastic, fantastic movie. And it's Adam Sandler and their relationship in this. I honestly, you know, felt like I just wanted to grab Adam Sandler's wife. Man, look, just let them let them be together. Just let them be together, okay? They need this. They need this. So that is it, guys. Let me know. Thank you so much. Um, but we're not done yet. We have the Battle Royale semi-final. Okay, guys, I did not put up any votes for these um, during the week because it's it's gotten down to it. You know, there's only four 
armies left. So our winners from last week were the Power Rangers won narrowly against the Death Eaters. Fuck the Rangers. Um, Dumbledore's army, the Empire and Pokemon made up the semi-finals. I threw it into the random generator again. We got Dumbledore's army versus Power Rangers and Pokemon versus the Empire. And okay, I kind of have an idea who's going to win the first one, but I'm not. I'm I'm going to just decide on the spot. This is live. Not as you're listening to it, but for me deciding it, I'm going to decide live who wins each each bout. Okay, so let's go. Fight one. We have Dumbledore's army versus the Power Rangers. The Power Rangers just about slipped through in the la- in the quarter fine with a last minute goal from the Red Ranger. Fuck Rangers up so tick, up so tick. Um Dumbledore's army came through um quite easily in their um, game against the Athelian Rangers, Farmer went missing, Dumbledore's army came together as a unit, as any good team should. So we start off, Dumbledore's army race into the lead, race into the lead. There is a massive, massive number difference here. We have Dumbledore's army with about a couple of hundred people against the Power Rangers, about five Rangers, couple of couple of Power Zords. We have Zordon, we have Alfalfa. I know that's not his name, but I... I'm too far into it now to look it up. Um, Albert or something is the robot's name. <laughs> so we have Dumbledore's army. Um, they're arresting Hermione Granger and Ron Weasley and Harry Potter um, at the start of this. Um, Neville Longbottom. We've changed into Gaelic football as well, by the way. Neville Longbottom, big lanky bastard, jumps up into the air, feels a goal kick from the Red Ranger and... Hand passes it off to Ginny Weasley. Ginny Weasley is an absolute little terrier up and down the wing all day. She passes out the Yellow Ranger, takes a couple of solos, fires the ball over the bar, and that's pretty much how it goes for the first half. It is 2.16 to 2 points at half time. Into the second half, the Power Rangers are coming out stronger now. They bring in a few of the Power Zords. Albert is me. <laughs> Albert is making a nuisance of himself there in corner forward. He's pulling on to um, Cedric Diggory's um, shorts there, pulling them down and pushing them over and stuff. Malfoy is um, is, is gone. He's not in Dumbledore's army. Fuck him. He's part of the Death Eaters. Major bed lying at Draco, you prick. Um, so... Um, Albert's still in there causing absolute wreck it's coming back closer but Dumbledore's army run away with it Neville Longbottom inside there um, Brian, the Brian Fenton of the, the, the magic world there fielding balls kicking points not a fucking bother on him Ginny Weasley uh, chips in with a load of points there down the, down the wing uh, like Lee Keegan um, just absolutely brilliant um, Harry Potter came on for the last 10 minutes you know just to come on and show face um, Hermione uh, stayed off. They're resting her for the final. I think. I think Dumbledore's army knew, um, you know, exactly what was going to happen today. Um, the Power Rangers, while they might have come through just against the Death Eaters, Dumbledore's army had more resolve. Um, you know, Death Eaters possibly could have won the last bout. Um, but anyways, Dumbledore's army go through. Um, we have no comment from anyone after the match because I can't do any. Um, impressions of people from the Harry Potter world, you know. Um, could do Dumbledore, you know. Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? He said calmly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, on to the second match, and this is where it is. Uh, there's, I don't know who's after winning this. I have the Empire question mark in the winner column, but I don't know because 
Shock horror. The Death Star is gone, guys. The Death Star is gone. I'm after getting rid of it. I said, fuck that. It's just too easy for the Empire to come through. And I also said, right, if we come down to it, Mewtwo against Darth Vader. I don't know. Who's going to win that? I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know because in fucking, like, seven or eight of the fucking nine movies, Darth Vader loses. Nah, six, five. Five. Let's say, let's say six of the nine movies, Darth, Darth Vader or the Sith, do not come off well. It is always the, the good guys that come off well. And that's totally fine because I think they're all good movies. But in all the Pokemon movies, Mewtwo comes out on top. Mewtwo comes out on top. In the original Pokemon movie, in ni- like the 1990, the cartoon one, absolutely, when was it, 1998 maybe? Absolutely brilliant, brilliant movie. One of my favourite um, movies from my childhood. Um, Mewtwo still wins, and it's only the fact that Pikachu um, cries on Ash's stone body, you know, that's that's the only reason that Mewtwo's like, oh, actually, actually, do you know, he's, he's after fucking destroying him. He's like, actually, do you know, fucking, that fella's not bad, is he? Obviously, if your man's crying over him, like, he's obviously, it's obviously something, something good going on there. That's the only reason that Mewtwo doesn't break Ash into a million fucking pieces. Do you know what I mean? Um, so anyways, guys, anyways, oh, that's 1998, Mewtwo strikes back. What an absolute brilliant, brilliant movie. Um, but anyways, I divulge and I digress, and that is one of my problems. So we have Pokemon versus the Empire. We have Charizard in at full forward there. Uh, <laughs> why did I choose Gaelic football? We have Charizard in at full forward. We have Squirtle uh, left half back, absolutely gliding up and down the pitch. We have a couple of Ratatas and a Cubone in there in the full forward line. We've in in the in the corner corner forwards and corner backs there. We have you know they're strong wiry old fellas, and we have Mewtwo and Darth Vader in a one-on-one in midfield, and it's absolutely mad. Darth Vader whips out the lightsaber, cuts the ball in half, and just goes fucking killing boys. He goes killing boys. I'm telling you now. Um, Oh, it's so tough. I don't know who the fuck won this. Like, I would not do well as a commentator um, because nothing's playing on the screen in front of me. I'm literally looking at two names. I'm like, who the fuck would win that? I'm leaning towards the Empire, but just because of the guns um, and the, the terrain is Croke Park. You know, it's an even terrain. There's no, there's no divots. It's a crisp, crisp August morning, August afternoon even. Um, you know, quarter final time. The pitch is immaculate, like, you know. Um, we had Roscommon against uh, Cork in the fourth round of the qualifiers here earlier in the day and you know even after 30 hardy lads running around the pitch there's there's nothing wrong with the pitch um, very very close game all the way through here um, you know Mewtwo is dictating the game for Pokemon Darth Vader is dictating the game for the Empire the, the fucking Emperor uh, he's gone he's gone I'm not including him in this I'm not because the empire is too strong, but at the end of the day, I just can't look away from the empire. The empire win, guys. The empire win. There's just too much firepower, and I know, I know that Pokemon, real life Pokemon, they have dragons, they have uh, Lapras, the, the fucking whales. You know, they could wash all of them out. And for that reason, I'm doing U-turn. Pokemon win. Pokemon win against the empire. Darth Vader 
is just absolutely just cleaned out of it. Um, Lapras comes in, uses surf, washes him down, the lightsaber fl uh, fickle, uh, flickers out, Charizard comes over, puts his foot, puts his massive dragon foot on Darth Vader's chest and breathes fire directly onto his helmet. It is a gruesome, gruesome ending and one that I wish I didn't have to share with you, but I saw it and it keeps me up at night. I scream every night. I scream a scream of a thousand screams. So the final, oh Jesus, the final is Dumbledore's army versus Pokemon. And, oh, oh Jesus. I'm actually wrecked. I'm tired from it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm emotionally invested in every single, every single person here. Like, every single army that has fallen, except for the Navi. They were shite, but, um, and Xerxes' armies, you know, I just put them in there for filler. But Dumbledore's army versus uh, versus Pokemon. Um, wow. I wasn't expecting it. I don't think anybody else is expecting it. But that's the way it's worked out. Dumbledore's army. People voted. Ye voted them into the semi-final, guys. Ye voted them into the semi-final. And they're against the Power Rangers. The Power Rangers are not going to beat Dumbledore's army. Neville Longbottom in there. If he wasn't catching balls, he was breaking them down to Ginny Weasley. And the little terrier running around. Running through people's legs and everything's like... And, you know, there was a lot of cynical fouling from the Power Rangers, especially from the Pink Ranger, especially from the Pink Ranger. I'm not naming names, but the Pink Ranger was, should have been black-hearted, should have been sent off, but they only had five players, so they actually weren't allowed to send anybody off. But anyways, Dumbledore's Army versus Pokemon, guys. I mean, I'm going to have to go straight into it. Like, this is absolute madness. Dumbledore's Army versus Pokemon. Um... I don't know. I, I'd nearly throw. I nearly, I nearly flip a fucking coin for this now because I don't know. I mean, you know, the empire can they could feel hard done by, but at the end of the day, this is me voting on it this time. Dumbledore's army versus Pokemon. Right. So it starts off anyways. Harry's back. Harry's centre forward, you know, kind of a nippy centre forward. Ron Weasley centre back, big massive fella. Never long bottom in midfield, but most importantly, the sweeper role. Hermione Granger sweeping in and out, you know. Absolutely just she's an absolute athlete in these in these battles. Um and if we think if we think about it as an actual battle, that would probably be the best. I should have probably been doing this already, but I got carried away with the sports references. If we think about this as a battle though, you know, the different tactics that could be used, I think that Dumbledore's army w would win. I know that Pokemon have magic in their veins and they're using, diff you know, their fire types. And I, I'm not saying that it would be a, a runaway victory for the Dumbledore's army. But I do think that Dumbledore's army would, would win this tactics alone. Because they'd set up a shield, they'd all join together, set up a massive shield. They, you know, Mewtwo is, is smart. He would let... And, you know, this is where ethics come into it and stuff. Like, you know, Pokemon are meant to be all for each other. But if Mewtwo was m uh, marshalling them, what I... If I was Mewtwo, and boy, have I dreamed of that, um, I'd send all, like, the little grunts, like Cubones, Rattatas, uh, Pidgeys, um, feckin' Sandstorms, or whatever those, you know, little scaly-looking fellas are. You know try and break down the thing and then I'd send in like my more you know versatile Pokemon like Charmander uh, Squirtle Bulbasaur and then 
try and break down some, but at the same time, just the magic, I think the magic from Harry Potter trumps the magic from Pokemon. Because there's dragons in Harry Potter too, and what's to say that they don't all band together, they get Charlie Weasley to come back and he brings a few dragons with him. You know, they have, Hagrid has his dog, the three-headed dog in this, um... I think Poke, I think Dumbledore's army wins. I just don't see a way. And I, I know Mewtwo, uh, you know, has the power of, you know, mind and all that shit and talking. But I think that they get taken down eventually. And I think that it's one of those battles that is not, doesn't end in bloodshed or anything. It ends in like a surrender. And it ends in like, right, go back to your own world. We'll stay in ours. So, guys, final whistle blows. Dumbledore's army wins. They win the final. They win the All-Ireland for the first time since 1904. They're absolutely delighted with themselves. Um, Neville Longbottom said after the, after the fight that it was, it, was, it, was, it was a great battle. And he did not elaborate. He said it was a great battle, fought well by both sides. I um, want to say thanks to all the competitors. Dumbledore's army, but, but first of all, let's do a round of applause. Dumbledore's army... I mean, guys, Cinderella story stuff. Cinderella story. Dumbledore's army ranked 15th out of 16th. And that's just, that. that's on me. That is on me. Um, I meant to add this in about um, earlier, about um, Adam Sandler. But my my good friend Johnny Melia is, is a, a grumpy old git. And he doesn't like Adam Sandler. But I do remember in the first, uh, the first match, the first fight... It was Dumbledore's army versus Jedi army, and John, Johnny's, Johnny's comments, Johnny's messages were basically Samuel, capital letters, L, capital letter, Jackson, capital letters. I was like, yes, elaborate. No, but like Dumbledore's army, they won the people's hearts. They won the people's vote, you know, and they got through to the semi-final. And if I looked at it from a purely tactical point of view, they beat the Pokemon. They beat the Pokemon, you know. Um, they do, and l- let's just give a round of applause for D- uh, Dumbledore's army. Well done, guys. Well done. Well done. And a big round of applause to all of you at home as well for voting and listening. No, thank you so much, guys, for voting and listening and just indulging me. Indulging me. You know, there's just great crack. Even just to look at the votes coming in, and like it was actually exciting looking at the votes coming in. Um, and I'm do- I'm going to do more of them, but um, it was actually brilliant. Dumbledore's army, I didn't expect it. I expect them to be knocked out straight away. You know, but at the end of the day, powerful enough wizards can alter any surface, anything. You know, and I think that. They win the day in the end. I think the Empire can feel hard done by. That you know, it was a rash decision maybe by me to put the Pokemon in. But without the Death Star, they're not great, are they? And that was my decision to get rid of the Death Star. But anyways, guys, Dumbledore's army win. And, you know, I know I've thanked him already, but thanks again for the idea, Kevin O'Leary. All your blockchain needs... Um, He's your guy. I'm not too sure what blockchain is, so maybe you can't actually have any blockchain needs. And for that, I apologize. But 
Um, thanks for the idea. There's definitely going to be more. Next week, I'm going to talk about Lord of the Rings. So if you have any thoughts on the movies, what's your favorite Lord of the Rings movie? What's your favorite Lord of the Rings fact? You know, I'm specifically talking about the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Fellowship of the Ring, the Two Towers and the Return of the King movies. So going to be talking about that. Um, and I'm going to be putting up polls midweek as well. So, guys, I just want to say thanks again so much for everything. Thanks again. This is Corkboard, Key and Dalton signing off and Rusty Gray playing us out. Thank you so much. Have an absolutely fantastic week. Uh, Goodbye. This is nothing that you've seen before. Yeah. This is not something for the green sea low. This is something that we need dope Reviews of the movies, favorite TV shows Or take you lit talks about life That's just in second breakfast Two themes in one podcast huh, This man is restless He got just what you seeking Scrambler, he is the wrath peaking rambler